Let's be a life, no gimmick. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple S Podcast, back for our second ever NFL recap. And in this episode, we're recapping week five in the NFL. Change up the setup a little bit, kind of both be on the same side, see how that goes. Uh, we're also going to try and keep it a little bit shorter uh, for an NFL recap. Uh, just a little quick sum up of what happened that week, give you what uh, the lowdown was, in and out. So we'll start off right away with our first portion, the game recaps. So we're gonna go game by game, starting with Thursday night's game. Philadelphia was at Green Bay, and they pulled off a huge upset in some people's eyes. Uh, they weren't favored to win that game. Green Bay was red hot, and the final score was 34 for Philadelphia, 27 for Green Bay. Uh, what did you take from that game, Dad? Well, I took two things from that game. First, Green Bay, again, no running game. Mm. That's the problem that has plagued them the last two or three years. I remember they had that uh, player, wide receiver in Montgomery, that they took from receiver, put him in the backfield yeah. as a Ty runner. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Ty Montgomery. He did pretty well. However, it just goes to show, if you look at that game on Thursday, they had first and goal on the one-yard line. Yeah, to win the game. Four plays. Well, it was before that. Four plays, four passing plays. No running plays. They had first and goal again. They couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, so no running game. And another thing I I took from that game on Thursday is that not only couldn't they run the ball, but they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look at the numbers that that Philadelphia had in passing, I I believe they had about 170 yards passing for the total for the game. But the running yards were quite a bit. Yeah. And they just seemed to gash that defense at it, you know, at will. So... Green Bay not being able to run the ball, not being able to stop the run. Yeah, and their defense was kind of a weak point, as you said in, in previous years in the run game as well. And in this offseason, it looked like they had they had done a lot to improve that defense. They acquired Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, drafted Darnell Savage. They did a lot to bolster the defense, but uh, apparently in that game it wasn't enough. Maybe they'll be able to bounce back, but. Um, I don't see it being a recurring problem just because of all those players that they've added. Maybe Philadelphia yeah. just had their number that one game. But uh, if yeah. you if you note that after the first game, what did Rogers say? We now have a defense. Yeah. Well, jinxed himself. I think he did. Yeah. So I've started that game as a potential game of the week. We'll come back when we have all of our potential stars and pick one. Next game, Atlanta was hosting Tennessee. Final score, Tennessee 24 and Atlanta 10. I see you're already shaking your head. Last week's shitong of the week, Matty Ice. Uh, came through again. Came through again. Wasn't able to, to pull a win together at home. Uh, how did you feel about that game? Well, I think Matty Ice is overrated. Yeah. And I think he should lose that nickname, Matty Ice. Mm-hmm. Unless it's referring to how ice cold oh, he is. Exactly. <laughs> because if you look at that game, I mean, he couldn't do anything in that game. You know, he looked like he was panicking. He had happy feet in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and just the fact that Tennessee, a team that has been inconsistent, Mariota, who in Crapiota. The, Crapiota, <laughs> in the weeks past showed how inconsistent he was. He looked so good against a, an Atlanta defense that, to me, is beyond or below average. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And with the inconsistency of the offense. I think that was your downfall. And especially at home, you think that they would have shown 
oh, showed up a lot better at home. However, for some reason, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough one for them for sure. So moving on, next game, we have the second ever start for Danny Dimes, a.k.a. Daniel Jones in uh, New York. They played Washington, and they won 24-3. to So what did you take from that game? It was also Dwayne Haskins' first ever uh, snaps in the NFL in regular season. Danny the man. Now, I've been on his bandwagon from the preseason. Although the preseason, you couldn't really tell the talent because you're playing against second and third stringers. Mm -hmm. However, he showed poise. He showed coolness, calmness in the backfield, you know, dropping back. You know, his passes were accurate. I've seen him make some really dynamic mm -hmm you know, pinpoint passes in the end zone. And I picked him for that game, you know, knowing that, you know, with him and the way that he played, that, you know, not having Manning in there was not that much of a downfall for them. Mm -hmm. As as far as uh, Washington goes, they're not a good team. No. Everybody's talking this year about Miami being one of the worst teams. Washington is a pretty bad team yeah. itself. Yeah. And the fact that they put Haskins in late, I know a lot of people were asking for him to come in. Mm -hmm. However, in that situation, it wasn't the best thing for him because Definitely they put him not. in a situation where he couldn't win. I mean, yeah. his first pass, interception, mm -hmm. you know? That's I think it was a pick six. A pick it? six. It was a pick six. It's I mean, not how you want to start your NFL That's not game. how you want. And, and the fact that you put him in a, a no-win situation, he gets a pick six, pick six his first uh, pass. I mean, that has, it has to have an effect on his confidence. Yeah. It has to. You know, and I, I didn't agree with that, but you know what? I'm not the one calling the plays. I'm not yeah. head of the team, so yeah. they did what they thought they had to do. Yeah. Hopefully so he, it doesn't uh, affect him going forward. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, anytime you, you get into a game and your first NFL throw is an interception, return for a touchdown, it's definitely going to be tough mentally to come back from that. He finished the game with three interceptions on the day, just over 100 yards passing, uh, not that great of a completion percentage. No. So definitely from a mental standpoint, not only from a how he played standpoint, it's going to be tough for him to come back and bounce back from that, whether they put him in for the next games. And as you said, he was never ready to, to play. And Jay Gruden, the coach of the Redskins, had said that repeatedly. Mm -hmm. He's not ready. He's nowhere close to ready. Case Keenum's going to play. And then, as you said, they throw him into a no-win situation. To me, it made no sense. It showed even further that Jay Gruden, to me, is not that great of an NFL head coach and uh, exactly. maybe he might be out of a job pretty soon and you wonder why they would have thrown him in that situation it's a no-win situation on the road yeah, exactly your team's already been outplayed mm -hmm. you know you're down I mean sure case Keenum wasn't doing much but you know with the pressure that he was getting I mean I don't think uh, you know putting Haskins in there would have been any better yeah and, and it proved that it wasn't exactly. so yeah I didn't agree with that move so next game we have on the docket, Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. So this was a game that I think shocked just about everybody. Although Cleveland has a lot of talent, they haven't been playing well. Baltimore has been playing well. And uh, Cleveland stormed into Baltimore, and they were able to come away with a win, 40 points. They beat Baltimore 40-25. to 25. What did you take from that game and uh, Baker Mayfield's bounce back? <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know. <laughs> You look at the way Baker Mayfield has played so far this year, and then he goes into Baltimore, a team that, before the season started, they touted as being such a, a, a seriously offensive team that had so many weapons. I mean, and they still do have a lot of weapons. And he just diced and sliced and diced that mm -hmm. defense. That defense looked like an average defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did whatever he did as well. I mean, they have a lot of talent on offense. Oh, yeah. And like I said last week, 
All they need for him to do is to play. And if he plays well, they'll do well. Yeah. You know, and it showed. You know, and as far as uh, as far as he is he's considered going forward, I think that game has a lot to do with his confidence moving forward because I think a lot of people were saying on social media that he was overrated. Mm-hmm. And I think he took that to heart. Although when he was uh, interviewed, he said, you know, he only unless you're wearing the brown, uh, the orange and brown, that, you know, you, it didn't matter. The brown yeah. and black, the orange and black, that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I think it did matter to him personally, although he didn't vocalize that, but yeah. it did. And it inspired him to play a lot better, which he did. Yeah. And I was surprised at, at Baltimore. I mean... The score, I couldn't. I watched the game. I couldn't believe the fact that they couldn't make a stop mm-hmm. on Cleveland. Yeah. You know? So as you said, he's gaining confidence now after that win. He's going to need it going at San Francisco next week, uh, an undefeated San Francisco 49ers team. That's uh, going to be a good game next week. So moving along, we have the oh, and just the one last quick note on that uh, Cleveland Browns game. Um, it was interesting to see, uh, or not interesting, but it was exciting to see Jarvis Landry, one of my favorite players, a former Dolphin, go for uh, eight catches for 167. Had a huge game for the Browns, helping them get to uh, that win. So now moving on, we have the another potential game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Detroit Lions, 34-30 uh, to 30 for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that one went right down to the wire. Patrick Mahomes had a game-winning drive. I believe there was under two minutes, maybe even under a minute remaining, and uh, just a wonderful game to watch. What did you take from that game? Well, I think for me that probably was one of my games of the week. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, what can you say about the guy? He's just incredible, dynamic. I mean, Detroit surprised me. I know that, like I said last week, the way they were playing undefeated up to that point, that uh, they would have given Kansas City a go for their money, mm-hmm. and they actually did. And I was surprised it went down to the wire, you know, with Kansas City having to come back to win the game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if that game had been in Kansas City, I think it would have had a different outcome. Oh, definitely. You know, but the fact that they played well, even against a, a team like that, it shows that this year, you know, they, maybe they are for real if they play consistently. But, you know, with Detroit in the past, with me, it's always been disappointment. Mm. You know, you, you're cheering for them one week, they disappoint you, you, you turn against them the next week, and they have a game like yeah. they did last week, you yeah. know. So, I mean, going forward, I think they'll do well, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, that guy. <sighs> yeah, that was a great game. Great and game. He, this person uh, was not nominated for Shitong of the Week, but just an honorable mention for Shitong of the Week, Matt Patricia, who... As we know, was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots formerly. Uh, he's now over as the head coach of the uh, the Detroit Lions. Called a, a fairly good game defensively. I mean, if you look at the 34 points, you might say maybe not. But with regards to what Kansas City can do offensively, 34 points isn't that bad. And overall, he, he held them somewhat in check. But what we both saw when we watched the game is that on that last drive, you start to rush three men. And one of the things that you always say is, the only thing prevent defense does is... Prevent you from winning. Exactly. So prevent defense will only prevent you from winning. I believe there was one play where he decided it would be a good idea to only rush two, two guys. He didn't even rush three. He rushed two, two guys. Mahomes had all day and he completed a pass down the field. Well, there was the one particular play on, on a drive that it was fourth down and I believe it was fourth and eight. Yeah. And Mahomes... 
it was like I the, think that was the play when they rushed the, two. They read two guys. The, the Red Sea just parted. He and ran, he ran yeah. and he got the first down mm -hmm. midfield. I mean, yeah. you don't rush two, not even three guys against a quality quarterback, especially one that is a mobile mm -hmm. quarterback, yeah. because they'll kill you with their feet. They don't have to kill you with their arm. They can kill you with their feet. Yeah. You know, and the fact that Kansas City has so many weapons on offense, that's just an added weapon that you can't account for. Exactly. And that you know, it turns out it, it was. The thing that that killed them on that drive, yeah. fourth down, eight. They stop them there. Game it's over. a different outcome. Yeah, and not only that, it's the fact that if you look at rushing three or rushing two, um, when you don't pressure or you don't put any pressure on the quarterback, that gives not only the quarterback time to read the field forever, but it also gives the receivers forever to get open. Exactly. A DB is only going to be able to stick with his man for so long before a receiver, one of the receivers, wiggles free. And as we said, if there's no pressure, Mahomes is just waiting for that moment. And in this case, he ran. But if he would have waited a little longer, I'm sure he would have been able to find a receiver down the field wide open. So I agree. Yeah. So I think Patricia might have outcoached himself. He called the prevent defense and, as we saw, prevented him from winning. So next game on the docket, we have the Oakland Raiders at Indianapolis. Uh, final score, 31 for Oakland, 24 for Indianapolis. And I believe, you can check this out maybe, but I believe Oakland has just won two in a row, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So the Antonio Brownless Oakland Raiders, um, they're two in a row. Maybe they might be in the hot or not segment. We'll see. But uh, what did you take from that game? Well, that game was a good game for Oakland in that it surprised me because I, th I thought that Jacoby Brissett would have sliced and diced them and and. and, and and Indianapolis would have won that game. In Indianapolis. In too. Indianapolis. I know in the pool, I, I believe there were less than 10 people that took Oakland as a, a potential winner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carr. Carr, as a quarterback, I think they, they're going to go as far as he goes. If he plays well, they'll go well. He had a good game, you know. I mean, their defense played well. Mm -hmm. And the score, although it was only a seven-point win, I think if you looked at the game, Oakland had a much bigger lead and I think Indianapolis just came back to make the game a little kind of closer. Garbage time. Garbage time to make yeah. the game closer. But they played really well that week. And, you know, going forward, I mean, this year, <laughs> the NFL is just topsy-turvy. Yeah. From week to week, you, can, you don't know who's going to win. No idea. You know, like you look at a game, like I said with the Buffalo game, you never know. You look at a team that's supposed to win by 20 points, they only win by five or three. Mm -hmm. You know, this year, I think teams have a much better chance yeah. to win against teams that they normally wouldn't. Taking any given Sunday to a, uh, to a new height, uh, I mean, it's, very, it's being exemplified every single week this week. And it makes it tough on us who are in the pool. Exactly. Uh, I haven't been doing well. If you guys have watched my, uh, my picks last week and kept track, I think I only won 6 out of 15 games, which is pretty horrible. might have been 7. But uh, not a good week for me, so yeah. You won six, I won seven. Last yeah, week in the pool, in. the winner <laughs> only won nine games. That's incredible. Crazy. Nine That's games crazy. out of 15. Usually it would be like 12, 12 11, yeah. maybe even 13 wins to That's win a week out of 15. And as you said, the winner had nine. So it just goes to show how any game could go any which way. Yeah, there's a lot of parity this year, I think. Yes, which is nice. It's nice to watch. It and, is. And all the games are kind of more even, close scores. So speaking of close scores, another close game, uh, a potential game of the week. We have the New England Patriots at Buffalo. They were both undefeated going in, division matchup. Josh Allen had looked hot thus far. 
Final score, 16 for the Patriots and 10 for Buffalo. What did you take from that game? Like I told a few of my friends before that game, I said, New England at Buffalo, everybody's on the New England bandwagon. Obviously, in that pool, I think there were 31 people in the pool. I think 30 people may have taken New England. One person took Buffalo. <clears throat> That's a game that playing in Buffalo, because I've been to Buffalo mm -hmm. watching games, and I've seen Buffalo play their best football in Buffalo. And against any competition, they're always competing. Yeah. And I told my friends, I said, you got to watch that game. Buffalo has a chance to win, which they did. Mm -hmm. They you had know? a chance. I mean, uh, Josh Allen had, I believe, what, three interceptions, a fumble? Three interceptions you and know? a fumble. And I mean, they still had a chance on a, to, 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 to drive down the field, down by six, to win that game even late, you know? Just watch the, the table. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, uh, yeah, they, um, they had a chance to win that game. I mean, the Buffalo defense, they're for real. Yeah. Definitely, they're for real. They actually kept Buffalo in the game. If it hadn't been for the defense... I think that game would have been a blowout yeah. early. Yeah. So, there was a lot of times where Tom Brady didn't quite look like Tom Brady. No. He was throwing off his back foot. He was missing receivers. Pressure. Um, receivers just weren't open as much as they could have been. Um, impressive performance by the Buffalo defense for sure. All right. So next game, we have Carolina at Houston. Uh, Kyle Allen, the rookie quarterback for Carolina, getting another start. Final score, he ended up getting a win too. It was 16-10 for Carolina. So what did you take from that game? Carolina defense. I mean, Kyle Allen played well. The mm -hmm. defense played exceptional. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Houston, they looked good last week. I thought for sure this would have been an easy win. Mm -hmm. But as we said, there's a lot of parity in the NFL this, this year. And uh, Kyle Allen played well enough that he didn't throw the game. You know, I wouldn't say he managed the game because he made some plays that were, you know, past management. Yeah. But uh, their defense played excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was definitely disappointing to see um, Deshaun Watson kind of struggle as a Deshaun Watson fan and a DeAndre Hopkins fan. Um, was hoping that they would be able to have an explosive game, but Carolina definitely had a, a game plan for them. And if you watch Deshaun Watson's post-game interview, he broke down the coverage that uh, Caroline was playing, the cover four that they played, and then I believe uh, there was also a match coverage that they played, and he broke it down wonderfully, but unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to do that in the game because uh, they lost, and the uh, score was 16-10. So, and uh, yeah. just one other comment. Uh, as good as Deshaun Watson is, if you watch him playing in games, especially that game mm -hmm. uh, this week, you know, he tends to hold the ball a little too long at times. It's one of the big criticisms. Exactly. And, and, and the thing about him is he's been injured. I mean, he missed a lot of time last year. I mean, you know, he's not going to last too long in the league if he does that. <laughs> because, you know, you look at from week to week, game to game, there's a lot of injuries that are occurring right now, quarterbacks especially. And if he wants to survive, he's got to have to get – either it's him or – the coach has to put plays in where he releases the ball really quickly. Yeah, exactly. You know, those short passes, you know, the screens, the dump offs, mm -hmm. and the handoffs. I mean, but he has to get out of his hand a lot quicker because he's going to get killed. Yeah. You know, he won't last a year. Yeah. So next game, we have the Chargers at the Miami Dolphins, our team. Another loss for Miami. But again, if you really watch the game, uh, the score was 30 to 10 for Chargers, which looks like uh, somewhat of a blow up. But if you really watch the game and, and you know football, you would see that 
there were definitely opportunities. I know that you still have to capitalize on the opportunities, but Miami had put themselves in scoring position uh, a few times. They actually had the lead. They're, they scored the first touchdown of the game to go up 7-3. Um, and again, Josh Rosen looked good at times, uh, making Dolphins fans question whether or not they need to take a quarterback first overall next year if they land in that position. So what did you take from that game? As you said, again, Miami played really well this week. They started off really great. I mean, another week, Dallas last week, you know, mm -hmm. this week again, they should have had the lead going into the half, mm -hmm. you know. You know, there was drop passes. There was missed field goals. I mean, I think Jason Sanders missed, missed two, two or three. Yeah. He missed two field goals. I mean, that were important. I mean, had he made those field goals, you know, they scored when they needed to or had to. I mean, it could have been a different game. We can say that in hindsight. Yeah. But... You know, the general public will look and say, you know what, the score was 30 to 10. It was a blowout. They never had a chance. Mm -hmm. But like I said, if you watch the game, you'll see that Miami, I mean, they're playing as well as they can with the talent that exactly. they have. Yeah. That's or what I was going to mention. You know what I mean? And the thing about Miami is they're competing early in the game. They seem to get worn down as the game progresses. Mm -hmm. And good teams are going to wear you down anyway. Exactly. And especially with the lack of talent that they have, they get worn down even quicker. So the score at the end of the game isn't indicative how the game had gone all through the game. But it is what it is. I mean, they don't have that much talent. They said they're not tanking, and I still think they are. You know, you don't get rid of, you know, your best offensive lineman, Tunzel when you're trying out a quarterback to see if he'll be your future franchise quarterback. Yeah. Because then, how do you expect him to perform and show that he could be your future quarterback if he doesn't have that protection? Exactly. And that's one of their biggest problems is protection. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'm still encouraged with what I see, especially in Josh Allen. But, uh, Rosen. Josh Rosen, excuse me, but uh, I'm just still disappointed, you know. I, I'm disappointed as a Miami fan mm -hmm. to see what they've done with the team. And I could just imagine the fans in Miami, how they must feel having to go to the games. And as we saw, a watching the games, empty seats. a lot of empty a seats. Lot of empty so seats. some people are already starting to get tired and yeah. saying, you know what? I don't like the product that they have on the field. I'm not going to waste my time to go mm -hmm. out there and watch and money. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. so next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the LA Rams. Uh, big surprise outcome in that game. Tampa Bay goes in and upsets them, putting up 55 points, a franchise record, to beat the Rams 55-40. to 40. Honorable mention for game of the week. What did you take from that game? Jameis Winston. You yeah. know, he's playing. He's playing. He's improving. Week by week, he's improving. Yeah. And again, the Rams, poorest defense. Yeah. You know, poorest defense. Last year, that 105-point uh, that yes. game... The Rams were involved. Porous defense. Mm -hmm. Who were they playing? Kansas the Chiefs, City. yes. Even Porous though they won, they still Even though they won, 51 points. Yeah. Porous defense. You know, as good as they are, the talent that they have on the team, still a porous defense. And, you know, Jameis Winston, he just did whatever he needed to do. I mean, he had, I believe he had that one touchdown. It was a pick six. Uh, yes, interception. It was a Peters. pick six. Yeah. But at that point, I mean... That just bought the game within 11 points. They already had about an 18-point lead yeah. when he, before he threw that pick six. Exactly. But, again, porous defense, you know. And Goff, uh, he, inconsistent. Yeah. Inconsistent. I mean, I watched them in that game, and there were a few times where overthrown passes, in, inaccurate passes, and he, he seemed to be unsteady and unsure when he dropped back, you know. And I know 
that Tampa Bay at times had a lot of uh, uh, pressure on him. But you're playing at home. Yeah. A game that you're supposed to win. Mm -hmm. And it's so much so that I believe for that game in the pool, only, I believe, one person picked mm -hmm. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Everybody else, and also in the suicide pool, a lot there of were people, 12 yeah. people, including myself, that had picked <laughs> the Rams to win. Yeah. Well, at so. least you weren't out week one like, like I was <laughs> in the suicide pool. So you have that to hold on to. Another thing I took from that game is uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, he's been talked about as he has the knee issues and the arthri arthritis in his knees. Um, he only had five carries that game. He did score a touchdown, but anytime you're, you're giving a player of that caliber five carries, I mean, arthritis or not, to a certain degree, if you're only going to give him five carries, I would say he should just retire. If that's all he can give you, so I, I don't think that's all he can give. I think he can probably give more, and they're only giving him that to be very cautious. Exactly. But if that's all he can give you is five carries a game, I think you should just retire and save your health. If you can give him more, then give him more, because clearly, I mean, they just lost. They need it. So. Well, I agree. Unless you have another piece of the puzzle in the running back situation where you can complement him, mm -hmm. you know, to make up for the lack of carries, you know, you're right. Save your health, retire, or, you know, Play or use them yeah. use them more yeah so next game uh, not too too eventful but we had the Seattle Seahawks at Arizona Cardinals the final score was 27 10 for Seattle um, Russell Wilson played pretty well he got back into his uh, back into his groove after a loss uh, to New Orleans uh, what did you take from that game uh, you know they're playing Arizona you know nobody expects a lot from Arizona this year I mean they have one tie but they're still a bad team. Their mm -hmm. defense is not very well, very good. Their offense, they have Kyler Murray. I mean, he's going to add some dynamic to that offense, but they're still, they don't have a lot of talent around them, save for, you know, running back and, and a receiver. But other than that, you know, and, and the offensive line is just a mess, you know. Good thing to have a quarterback that is very mobile because, you know, as you saw last year with Josh Allen, with uh, Josh Rosen, I mean, the guy got sacked a number of times. Yeah. A number of times. And this year, Kyle Murray, except for his, his dynamic speed and, and, and elusiveness, I mean, I can see him getting sacked. But he's avoiding a lot of the sacks that, you know, is very evident. They're running for happen. his life. He's mm -hmm. running for his life. And, and last, yesterday, I mean, he looked like he was, or the day before, he was running for his life a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it looked like, you know, he's eluding... The, the, the tacklist, but he's running for his life. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, the score is indicative of the disparity between the two teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, next game, we have a couple games left. The Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Final score was Minnesota 6, Chicago 16. Uh, what did you take from that game? Awesome defense. Yeah. Chicago's defense, awesome. Very, very, very. I mean, Mac, that guy is. A beast. Hmm. He was disruptive all game, all game. I mean, Chicago. Luckily, I picked them. Yeah, you weren't so fortunate. No. but he was a beast. I mean, yeah. Chicago. Chubisky got hurt, you know. So going forward, I think uh, Chase Daniel came in. He did actually pretty good. And I think well, yeah. what happened in that game, Chase Daniel, had Chubisky not gotten hurt, I don't know if the game would have had the same outcome. You know, unless he continued to play well, but Chase Daniel played very well. Mm -hmm. He didn't manage the game. He actually 
played like he was a starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Threw a touchdown to to Tariq Cohen. So I think Chicago is in good shape. And I hate saying this because my friend Keith, you know, I always bug him. He bugs me about Miami. I bug him about Chicago. And I just hate to see when Chicago wins because I'm always cheering against them every game. Yeah. But that game, I had to cheer for them. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Well, I'm trying not to be. <laughs> so another thing, uh, I stupidly picked uh, Minnesota in that game, and one of the announcers during the game had mentioned a stat that had I heard before the game, I would have never picked Minnesota. But I believe Kirk Cousins' record against winning teams is uh, like not a lot of wins and a lot of losses. I'm yeah. not sure the exact numbers, but uh, he, he does not do well against against winning teams. Uh, especially in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, I, a, I had no business picking. Yeah, he's got a bad. Minnesota. I think he's something like twelve losses and two wins, or yeah, twenty-four like losses that. and two wins. But it's, something like that. It's, yeah. it's a big disparity in wins to loss ratio. Yeah. So next game we have is another game of the week uh, candidate. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at Denver, winless Denver Broncos. Final score: twenty-six for Jacksonville and Minshew magic, and Minshew twenty-four <laughs> for the Denver Broncos. What did you take from that game and how uh, Minshew played? Uh, Minshew, Minshew, Minshew. I should have picked Jacksonville. I, I picked them. I should have. I should have known. Guard the Minshew. The guy's for real. You know. As far as I see, I mean, he should. He should be their quarterback. You know. He should be their quarterback. When Nick Foles comes back, I don't think he should get that job. Mm. He should be the backup. Minshew, especially if Minshew keeps winning. Yeah. And I mean, it's not the defense played great, very. But the play of Minshew, I mean, he's winning games. He's not managing. He's he's winning games. Yeah. And the guy's winning games with his legs, as well as his arm. I remember one one play, he rolled out to the left. He he eluded about two or three uh, tacklers, and then he threw the ball for a first down. He looked like uh, Carson Wentz on that play. Exactly. Guys. You know, critical drive. You know, I mean, the guy is for real. I think. Uh, I might even change, you know, they're still in uh, Florida. I might change to Jacksonville now. <laughs> don't so you don't, dare. So I don't have to change, uh, I don't have to change uh, states. I can still just change teams. <laughs> All right, next game, uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys at New Orleans. A lot of people thought Dallas would win, including myself. I picked them in the pool. But final score was 12-10 for New Orleans. What did you take from that game? A lot of defense. A little offense, a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, both defenses played well. Offenses struggled especially Dallas, you know, their running game struggle and, and, and they go as well as the running game goes. You know, yeah. if the running game doesn't materialize, it's hard for, for Dak Prescott to get back there and get receivers that are open. Defensive game all the way through, they still had a chance to win that game. Yeah. I mean, they could have won that. That game could have gone either way, unfortunately, because I watched the game. Unfortunately, with the ball to drive to get the winning uh, field goal late in the game, they had no timeouts. A lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. Team. You know, I mean, it was just, it was a messy game near the end, but it was a, a defensive struggle, uh, to, you know, to be sure, all game. Yeah. So last game of the week, our Monday night game, Cincinnati played Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Uh, another game where I picked horribly, I picked Cincinnati. Final score was 27-3 to for Pittsburgh. Uh, what did you take of that, of that game? Pittsburgh defense, I mean, they didn't allow anything yeah anything they were all over Carson you know I mean Carson you mean uh, 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 sorry Andy Dalton Andy Dalton yes I mean 
I'm thinking of old school. Yeah, yeah, Carson Palmer. Right, Carson Palmer. Yeah. But yeah, they were all over Dalton. I mean, the fact that, you know, Dalton looked like a rookie. You know, he looked like he, he didn't worse know. Worse than a rookie. He looked like a bad rookie. He looked like a shit on. <laughs> he's <laughs> he, on. He's on the list for he this didn't, week. He, he looked like he didn't know what to do when he yeah. got back there. When he dropped back, and and the pressure. Oh my goodness, the pressure was incredible. Mm -hmm. I remember one play. They actually got to the Pittsburgh's forty-five yard line on a drive. The two subsequent plays after that, one was a penalty. The next one was a sack, and then the play after that was another sack. They ended up punting from, I believe, their thirty-yard line. You know. Yeah. That's to show you how well the Pittsburgh uh, defense played. And mm -hmm. I mean, for teams that, the two teams that were 0 and 3, I think Pittsburgh, they, they, they seem to be turning the corner. I mean, yes, against a weak, uh, you know, Fair Cincinnati good, team. Yeah. But they showed some promise. I think it gave the fans some ray of, yeah. of hope last night. And the it gave the played. team confidence, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we went through all the games. Now we're going to talk about which game was the game of the week. So... The games we have for uh, for nomination are the Philadelphia at Green Bay, Philadelphia 134-27, Kansas City at Detroit, Kansas City 134-30, and Jacksonville at Denver 26-24 for Jacksonville. All road wins, by the way. Mm -hmm. what, which one would you select as your game of the week? Or would it be another one? Well, I think my game of the week, surprisingly, was the New England-Buffalo game. New England-Buffalo, okay. You know, because that game, to me, was a surprisingly good game. I mean... Like I said before, you know, Josh Allen had three interceptions and a fumble, and that game looked like it was going to go south early. Mm -hmm. But the defense of Buffalo just kept them in that game, made Brady look like a first-year player. Yeah. And, I mean, they still had a chance to win that game even near the end of the game. And, I mean, I was watching that game, you know, closely back and forth from, you know, some of the other Game of the Week games, but I was keeping an eye on that one. And... Like I said, if Buffalo had won that game, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. I would have been upset because I, I didn't pick him. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't have been surprised. I don't think many people would have been surprised, to be honest. Yeah. And nobody picked, uh, nobody picked well, one person picked Buffalo mm. for the game Sucks of the week. Sucks to be them. Or for uh, game of the week. For game of the week. Okay, okay. So if my game of the week is uh, going to be Kansas City at Detroit. I found that game had a lot of intrigue, some lead, lead, uh, lead changes right near the end. Uh, Game-winning touchdown. I was really a big fan of that play where Mahomes throws the ball to Kelsey and then he lateral. I don't know if it was uh, called that way or if he just saw LaShawn McCoy and just lateraled it to him and they gained another, I think, 20 or 25 yards. I think that was, it, I think that cool was, I think that was on Kelsey. He just instinctively yeah. saw LaShawn, yeah. tossed the ball to him. And they got the extra 20 yards. It reminded me of Ed Reed when he used to get interceptions. If he wasn't going to score, he was always looking yeah, to lateral exactly. and offload the ball. Yeah. So now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Shitong of the Week. So we have a couple nominees here for you, and uh, we're going to go through them, talk about how bad they were, and uh, then we'll pick one. So number one, we have Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He went 13 for 28 for a measly 153 yards, no touchdowns. Well, he did have one rushing, but no passing touchdowns, three interceptions, and he also lost a fumble. Um... And, and one thing that I, and not only the, the bad stat line is why I put Josh Allen up for Shitong of the Week, but the fact that him, along with a lot of other quarterbacks, I find they're not sliding. Running quarterbacks need to be able to, to slide when it's necessary. Otherwise, they're going to have short careers. We saw what happened to Josh Allen when he got knocked out of the game. Mm -hmm. Had he slid, that could have been avoided. Trubisky, same thing when he got injured. 
if he slid, could have been avoided. You have to know when you've gotten all you can get. Slide, protect your body. So that's the first nominee. Second nominee, we have Jay Gruden, Case Keenum, uh, and also we have Dwayne Haskins, the entire Redskins organization and offense. Sorry to my friend Cedric, who's a big Redskins fan. Um, I mean, Haskins threw three interceptions as well as uh, Keenum's one interception. The quarterbacks threw no touchdowns and four picks, and they went 15 for 28 combined for only 144 yards, so definitely a bad day for them. Uh, next up, there's Andy Dalton, quarterback for the Bengals, who took eight sacks. Eight sacks. That's unheard of to, to take eight sacks in one game. Also threw a pick and pretty much just looked ineffective for the entire game. And last but not least, we have an honorable mention to TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions. And any other tight end who thinks that hurdling that often <laughs> is a good idea. Uh, Vernon Davis also had a hurdle fail last week against Chicago where he jumped and the defender did not buy it whatsoever. But we saw Hawkinson jump and kind of got his leg clipped. And uh, unfortunately for him, he got injured on the play. But that's just one of the things that you risk happening when you jump up and you put your body that high in an awkward position. So out of those nominees, or if you have another one, who would you pick for your shitong of the week and why? Well, unfortunately, again, my shitong of the week, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. You really Maddie don't like Ice. this guy. Nope. <laughs> one of the most overrated quarterbacks. You know, the big hype about Matty Ice. He's, you know, he's got ice in his veins. Mm -hmm. The guy, he's just past his prime. You know, he's past his prime. I mean, you look at that game. He played terribly. Terribly, terribly. I, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. In the event that, you know, he got hurt. I think it's Matt Schaub. I think they got him back. They got Matt Schaub? Yeah. Falcons backup quarterback. But uh, Matty Ice, that's my... Uh, yeah. Matt Patricia is a good... Uh, yeah. A good I mean... He, I, I meant to put him in the honorable mentions also. Yeah, you should have put him in the honorable mentions. I mean, some of the coaching decisions he makes is questionable. Yeah. Highly questionable. Yeah. So for me, my shitong of the week was the first man mentioned, Josh Allen of the Bills. Uh, not only did he throw three picks, no touchdowns, but he also put his team in some Dutch when he went out of the game with, an, with a head injury. Uh, I mean, it's not his fault that the player went head-to-head, -head, but it could have been avoided had he slid. So Josh Allen, congratulations, shitong of the week. And Matty Ice, also congratulations, back-to-back. -back, the first ever back-to-back -back winner of shitong of the week. And I'm sure it won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So the next section we have is the hot or not. So we have a couple teams and players that uh, we're going to discuss for hot or not. So the first one we have is the Jags and Minshew. Uh, Minshew threw 69% completions and uh, seven touchdowns to one pick so far in his career. Um, he's looked very good so far. Would you agree with that placement uh, of the Jags and Minshew? Maybe just Minshew, maybe just the Jags for in the hot section. I think it's an it, his play is, is is infectious. I mean, is the defense is playing? You know, there was some criticism about the defense last year. They didn't play as well as they did the, the year previous. Mm -hmm. This year they seem to be playing a lot better. In that game uh, on Sunday, they played very well. And Minshew, I think, is a, a lot. You know, in large part, he's a, have a lot to do with it. I mean, he plays very well. He's got a lot of poise. That's the thing about him. He doesn't look panicked when he gets back there in the pocket. He doesn't look panicked at all. He's looking around. He's surveying. He's making the right plays. He's using his legs when he has to. And he's not taking the big hits. 
I think he's he's for hot. He's for real. He's hot. And yeah. I think that carries on to the defense. And the defense, because the offense is producing, I think that it encourages the defensive plays when they go out there to want to make a stop. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, Minshew and the Jags, they're hot. All right. So next up we have Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had... 93 rushing yards and a touchdown and he also had 10 catches for 86 yards in that last game uh, He led the team in both categories rushing and receiving yards So would you agree with Carolina's placement in the uh, the hot section and Christian McCaffrey? Yes Well, McCaffrey's a stud. I mean, that goes without question. You know, he's a stud. The guy is he's not a big guy No, but the guy has a lot of power determination. He mm -hmm. runs like it. Mm -hmm. He's a hard very guy to shifty. bring down yeah. very shifty and we've seen the commercials with him underwater with yes, the weights. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> the guy, he's a hell of a fine. Mm -hmm. A hell of a fine. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. And an honorable mention for uh, the hot section, we have Marshawn Lattimore, who to start the season hadn't looked so hot, uh, but he kind of returned to his rookie of the year form. Uh, he held the... Um, yep. They played... Who did they play? Sorry. The Saints played... Dallas. Dallas. And he held Amari Cooper to yeah. a very, very pedestrian game. I believe he was under 60 yards, no touchdowns. And uh, Lattimore had a couple of chances at picks, some pass breakups. So just a big shout out to Marshawn Lattimore, who's one of my favorite corners in the league. Uh, played very well. So now on to the not section. So we're going to start off with two players, uh, Nick Foles and Cam Newton. Two injured quarterbacks who have been replaced now by backups who are both excelling. So I wanted to put them up for the knot just because I feel like if I was in their shoes, I'd be sweating a little bit. You're, you're always happy when your team does well and your backup does well, but then they start to do a little too well and you think, hmm, maybe when I'm healthy again, am I gonna have a job still? So wanted to throw them in there. Would you agree with that? Well, Nick Foles, I mean, it's just bad luck on his part. He's a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, Minshew is playing really well. That may affect whether or not he gets his job back or not. You know, no fault of, of fault. Yeah. But when you look at uh, you Cam know Newton. Cam, Cam Newton, I mean, I think I, I believe I, I looked at a, a an interview with uh, Michael Vick, and he was talking about you know you, you probably wouldn't see Cam Newton in a, a Carolina uniform next year, mm -hmm. which which is 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 realistic because. He hasn't looked good. I know he said he was hiding uh, an injury. That's why you know his play was so limited. Yeah. But he hasn't. Like I told you yesterday, 2015. That was his MVP year. Yes. If you look at the, the, his whole career, I mean, he's only had that really one good year. You know, every other year was pretty well average. Yeah. And from 2015 to now, I mean, he hasn't had a really. And I mean, yes, he's been injured now off and on, but. You know, when he was not injured, he still didn't have good stats. And the way Minshew was playing, I mean... Uh, <coughs> yeah, Minshew. Or, uh, sorry, Kyle sorry, Allen. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Allen, Allen yes. is playing. Kyle Allen is playing well. I mean, I, I think, you know, they're going to want to move forward because, you know, Allen's playing. He's a, he's a rookie. He's, 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 he's young. But, and, and that's the thing that I notice is the common denominator for all the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks that have been placed in starting positions this year is that they're all calm and cool yeah they look like veterans back there you know very seldom do you see them panic and make you know very 
poor decisions. With the exception of Dwayne Haskins. With the exception, but that's that's different because Dwayne Haskins been put in positions where we all you know, know he's where not he's ready. not gonna. He's been put in positions in games where the team's already losing. They're down. Their confidence is shot, and it put him in. Yeah, I mean that's not a position to put a player like him in, mm -hmm. especially when he doesn't have that confidence to begin with. Yeah. So, with the exception of him, I think all the other quarterbacks have been calm and cool, and it's 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 something that's positive for the league, I think, in terms of going forward with talent, new talent, because you know a guy like Cam Newton, he had his day. I think he's getting past his prime now. People are still thinking of him as a Superman, but he's yeah. not. No, he's not. Yeah, I would agree that he's definitely past uh, the super cam days. So if for, the, for, for for those two quarterbacks, if one had to be really nervous, I think it would be Cam Newton. Yeah, I think Foles would get picked up quicker than uh, than Cam. Exactly. Newton if if they were to lose their jobs. So next up for the uh, the not section, we have two more teams: the Cincinnati Bengals, who have labeled as just an all around disaster. Uh, their offense, defense, special teams. It just does not look good. If you're a Cincinnati fan, I mean, I would be more, even more disappointed than we are as Dolphins fans because, I mean, the expectation was maybe a little bit higher, yes. whereas their performance is so bad, whereas the Dolphins, the expectation was so low that people were already predicting 0-16. What else could we expect? Exactly. If we're 0-4, we're even happy with performances within those 0-4 games. But for Cincinnati, uh, definitely in the not section, and Atlanta, the second team, uh, your two-time shit-tongue of the week, <laughs> Matty Ice leading them. Um, I would just say for them that they're just not living up to the hype. They were a team that they're pretty much historically good. They're more, more seasons they're up there than they're not. Mm -hmm. And I think that every season that they go in when they have Matt Ryan, who others, not yourself, would consider one of the top-tier quarterbacks, Julio Jones, they have a, a decent running game, or they do sometimes. Uh, for them to be in the position they're in, I believe they're one in three. Uh, definitely not living up to the hype. So would you agree with those two's placements? I do. I do. And uh, honorable mention also to Washington. Definitely Washington. Washington. Yeah. That was almost too easy. Man. Yeah, because that's a mess there. And <clears throat> it's interesting that uh, people, a lot of people, I just read an article just tonight that they're saying is Miami, that's the title of the article was, is Miami the worst NFL team ever? And they were showing you some stats so far in the first four games. Mm -hmm. uh, they've allowed more points per game than any of the other teams in the past. They've uh, scored less points than yeah. any of the other teams. The point differential in the losses have been mm -hmm. greater. Their defense, their offense, everything about them been really bad. But the interesting thing is Miami plays Washington. Yeah, They have the bye week. They play week six, yes. Yeah, they play Washington next uh, next game that they play and they also play I believe they play um, uh, who's the other team that we were talking about there Atlanta no not Atlanta Cincinnati Cincinnati okay so you know and they play the Jets twice so it's true you know as much as my friends have told me and they bug me about that that Miami's gonna go 0-16 you know, I, I tell them, I said, hey. They're going to win one of those games. They're, they're going to win one of those one games. Of and those it might games. be the games I'm that hoping. people... Yeah, it might be the games that maybe not even one of those games. might be one of the other games that we don't even give them credit that exactly. they're going to win. Yeah. And I tell my friends, I said, listen, you guys in the suicide pool, you want to pick any team that plays Miami, you're going to mm -hmm. pick that team that week for the suicide pool. 
one of those weeks are going to be the times that you're going to get eliminated yeah. because Miami's going to beat them. Yeah. Well, I think Miami has a great chance to uh, to hopefully not lose in week five, um, mostly because they're on the bye. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, uh, but anyway, so speaking of week five, we're going to move on to our week five predictions. I haven't entered these into our football pool yet, but we'll start with you and uh, just kind of spout off your game-by-game uh, projections for the coming week. Well, the picks I've had so far, um, and by the way, I've already put these in okay. as my picks, but they're subject to change, some mm-hmm. of them. The Thursday game, uh, the Rams playing at Seattle. Mm-hmm. I picked Seattle for that game. I think Seattle going back home, they're going to play well. They're going to continue to play well, and the Rams... Their porous defense, Seattle with their running game, should be able to get yards on them mm-hmm. and should be able to score. And their defense at home should be able to, to, to play and put enough pressure on Goff that they could limit the Rams' offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville at uh, Carolina, that's a toss-up game for me. I picked Jacksonville just because of the Minshewania. Yep. You know the battle I mean? of the two uh, the two hot quarterbacks that we're talking about, exactly. Minshew versus um, Kyle Allen. But right now I have more faith in Minshew, so I'm going with him. Uh, other game is Buffalo, Tennessee. I pick uh, Tennessee uh, just for the fact that, uh, although I know you don't like you know, Josh Allen. But his health is in question. His health is in question, but, you know. Whether he'll, whether he'll, whether he'll clear concussion protocol. Yeah. And then Tennessee played, well, I'm going basically on, on this week's game. Tennessee played really well. Yeah. Hopefully they continue at home. So I never know with Tennessee, though. I know, you that's never the thing. Yeah. So you moving know. on. Uh, New England at Washington, obviously New England. Uh, next game, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I picked Baltimore. I look for a bounce back game from them. Mm-hmm. Arizona at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I have them, but that's a tenuous. Arizona, I can't trust them on the road, but I, I, I'll pick the home team one. Like I always say, if you have a choice between two bad teams, a safe bet, you pick the home team. So that's what I did in that instance. Minnesota at uh, the Giants. The Giants, I picked for that game. You know, I, uh, you know. Anyway. The Jets at uh, Philadelphia, I picked Philadelphia for that game. Mm-hmm. Chicago at Oakland, I picked Oakland. Really? Yes, okay. surprisingly. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, I picked New Orleans. Atlanta at Houston, Houston, my favorite player, Matty Ice. Matty Ice yeah. Denver at uh, the Chargers, Chargers at home. Green Bay at Dallas, Dallas at home. Green Bay can't stop the run. They can't run. What does Dallas do? They run, they the, run ball. the ball. Yep. Indianapolis at Kansas City. Kansas City. Cleveland at San Francisco. I pick San Francisco. I think that'll be a good game. And uh, I, I noticed there's about, what, 15 games? I only have three road teams to win hmm. next week. And if you look at the, the week that just went by, only four home teams won. Yeah. So hopefully so, the, the script flips for so your sake. Hopefully it's the flip scripts. You know, yeah. if I had taken in the pool all road teams last week, you would have won. I would have won. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Crazy. So one more question for you. Uh, who? What would you potentially think is the uh, the preliminary game of the week out of that schedule? The preliminary game of the week. Yeah. Uh, if I were to take a quick look. So I'll give the, you the ones that I've starred, and maybe you could pick from those. So I've starred Jacksonville at Carolina. Uh, the battle of those two quarterbacks, Green Bay at Dallas, I think that'll be a good one, and Cleveland at San Francisco. 
Uh, I you forgot the the Rams at Seattle. I think that could be potentially a, be a good game too. You know, Cleveland at at San Francisco. I mean that that Monday night game, prime time. That's another game that could be very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it all depends on how Jimmy G plays. Definitely, you know, yeah. as he plays San Francisco, and then we'll see how Baker Mayfield plays. Yeah, if yes. he's consistent and if he wins. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'll do my picks very quickly. So. I have uh, for the Thursday night game the Rams at Seattle. I picked Seattle for that one. I uh, believe, as you said, that they'll be able to run the ball against the poorest defense. Uh, the Jets at the Philadelphia Eagles. I have the Philadelphia Eagles for that one. Until Sam Darnold returns, I really have no faith in picking the Jets in any game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, I'm still not sure if they've put out a timeline for his uh, his mono. Uh, whether he'll be healthy or not again this season, or whether what time he'll be healthy again. Well, I think they. they I read uh, that they, he's doing non-contact drills. Oh, okay. So it might be sooner it than later. It might be sooner, yeah. All right. So next game, Jacksonville at Carolina. I've picked Jacksonville right in the Minshew bandwagon right till the end. Uh, then we have Minnesota at the Giants. And as we talked about uh, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins against winning teams, I know the Giants are only 2-2, two and two, but the way I see it, they've won two straight. I'll consider them a winning team. It's an away game. No faith in Kirk Cousins. He could still pull it off, but I mean, I'm going to go with Danny Dimes in this one and pick the Giants. Uh, next up, Atlanta at Houston. I'm going to pick Houston as you did. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, which is, for me, an honorable mention for game of the week, a division game. I'm going to pick New Orleans playing at home in that dome. Um, then Buffalo at Tennessee. I'll also pick Tennessee. Arizona at Cincinnati. I'm going to differ from you here, and I'm going to pick Arizona. I think Kyler Murray will be able to get it done. And uh, I learned my lesson last week picking Cincinnati. I have no faith picking them again. A.J. Green is still out with, uh, with an injury. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have no offensive firepower to, to score any kind of points, and I feel like Arizona might be able to. David Johnson just had a big game last week. I still have Larry Fitzgerald as a, as a big weapon, and we'll see if uh, Kyler Murray can finally open up with his legs and make some big plays downfield. Uh, next up, New England at Washington. No-brainer. New England against a Washington team that looks pretty horrible right now. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, another division game. I'm going to go with Baltimore as well. I think uh, they'll, be, they'll be able to coach up some nice schemes to keep Mason Rudolph in check. Uh, he's been throwing a lot of checkdowns, as we mm-hmm. saw in that uh, in that last game, and he was able to kind of manage his way into the into the victory. But I don't think that's going to fly against Baltimore, so I think they'll be able to come into Pittsburgh and get a win. Next up, Chicago at Oakland. I'm going to pick Chicago. You picked Oakland, so we'll see uh, who's right about that one. I just feel like Khalil Mack is going to have some extra incentive in that game. He's playing his old team for, I believe, the that's first true. time. Um, I think he's going to be disruptive. And in his past game, this, uh, this past uh, week, he had uh, a strip sack against uh, Kirk Cousins. Yes. And I think he's going to keep riding that wave of, uh, of a hot streak and play really well against Oakland, his old team, and lead Chicago to a win. Next up, Denver at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, uh, I think they'll come away with the win in this one. Coming back to that home crowd, I think they'll be able to to ride that wave and, uh, and get the win. Then we have Green Bay at Dallas, another star for potential game of the week. And start for potential game of the week, I'm going to go with the stars, pick the Dallas Cowboys. I think the, they'll be able to, to get the win in that one. 
Indianapolis at Kansas City, another no-brainer. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I have no faith in him after what I just saw last week. I shouldn't say no faith in him. Uh, no faith in him going into Kansas City to get a win. I think Patrick Mahomes and uh, that offense will just put up too many points. Jacoby Brissett might put up points because, as we know, the Chiefs' defense is maybe a uh, subpar. So I think Jacoby Brissett will be able to put up some points, but not enough to keep up with Mahomes. Uh, and then last but not least, we have the the Monday night game, Cleveland at San Francisco. Another star for game of the week, and it actually is my game of the week. Uh, if you're new to football and you kind of want a couple games to watch, I would definitely say that Jacksonville game, the Green Bay against Dallas game, and then Cleveland at San Francisco, that's my game of the week. And I think Cleveland's going to storm in and be able to get a win. And a game that I think that, I don't want to call it a must win, but I think that if they want to assert that dominance that, hey, look, we're for real, we had our early struggles, but we're here now, I think they're going to have every reason. Odell Beckham is coming off of a, a slow game. I think he's going to be ready to, to put on a show. I think that they'll come into uh, San Francisco and definitely get the win. Teams on the bye this week are Miami and Detroit. So if you're a fan of those teams, uh, you're sitting back and just enjoying the week of football. From the Triple S Podcast, I'm Brandon Smith, joined by my dad, Wayne Smith. Thanks for tuning in again for the NFL Week 4 recap. We'll be back again next week, so take care, guys. Yeah. It's real life, no gimmick.